This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Get ready for a great interview. I talked to Ellen Ragaman, who is the Vice President of Marketing at Blink Fitness. Ellen is going to give you all kinds of insights, including one that I really love about finding a career with meaning. You're going to hear all about her journey and the themes associated with that. And then you're going to hear about how Blink Fitness approaches fitness a little bit differently. I might call it aspirational. Take a listen. Welcome, Ellen, to the show. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I'm so happy to have you here. And I would love to hear, you know, I did a little bit of reading on kind of your career history and trajectory. I would love for you to tell our listeners the story of your career. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it somewhat concise. Okay. Um, I grew up. I grew up in Kansas. My grandfather was a pilot, and so I had the luxury growing up in Kansas, being able to fly around and see little windows into what life was like wow. in other places, and knew that I wanted to leave Kansas. So, um, did you love growing up in Kansas? I or loved you it. loved it, I but loved you knew it. you knew you wanted to move on. But you, but I would imagine that it's actually a great place to grow up. It was wonderful. I grew up in a college town, which I think college towns oh, are just such special, unique places totally, as is. Totally. But um, so I had I you know I had the the bug to get to yes. get going, and um, I at that time I wanted to broadcast sports. I was an athlete growing up, so I um, I went to Drake University okay. and I, I got a degree in broadcast news. But okay. midstream, I um, studied abroad and got a bit more of a bug and realized that broadcast news was going to send me right into a very, very small media market. Absolutely. Which is not also, by the way, people don't know this. Broadcast news is a very difficult it major. Is. It's a very hard yes. major. I went to Emerson College and broadcast news like the heart, it's a hard major. Okay. So you would go into a mid market to small market and basically not give you the goal that you set of like, okay, I want to get out of it. Like life's an adventure. Right. right. I got to get out. So I picked, I I got back from Italy, picked up a minor in marketing and the day, I think the day after I graduated set out for Los Angeles. Amazing. And I, you know, I started off waitressing knowing that I needed the stability of being able to pay rent. Soon after that, got a job at uh, the coffee bean and tea leaf working in our marketing the co- department. Love yes. the coffee bean and tea leaf. Me too. And now there's they're everywhere. A, wait, there's a vanilla. There's an amazing vanilla coffee beverage that my, I don't remember the name. It's a vanilla. And my, we, we used to travel when they were more on the West Coast. We used to yeah. travel with our kids and our nanny is obsessed. So shout I mean, out Tara. It, it's it's obsession worthy. <laughs> it is and, obsession worthy. And, and it's it's worldwide now. So I'm very proud of my, my land of the gig there. I did. I, I they, they posted a job for a marketing assistant. Okay. I nabbed the job. I was okay. like, I applied immediately, beat down their door, yep. got the job. Yep. And um, 
was there for almost five years. Short, wow. Shortly after joining the um, the head of PR and corporate social responsibility was leaving on maternity leave. So okay. I you know, raised my hand, yep. said, let me take on whatever I can. And then when she ended up not returning after her leave, I, I, you know, I don't know where I got the gumption, but marched right down to the, you know, head of marketing's office and said, give me a shot at this. See, I love this story. How, how long were you there when you did that? Maybe nine months. Wow. So 23 years old. Yeah. So do you think in general, is that something that you recommend, like pushing forward and just having the confidence to do it? I feel like we as women so many times are held back, like, oh, we don't have the proper XYZ skill set to go for this. But, you know, we don't always push forward where a lot of times men do. Is that something that it must have been a key decision in your life to push forward and say that? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I was also in a safe space. I yes. think that they trusted they, you. They trusted me. Yes. It was a, it was a very family oriented yes. culture yes. and I, I, I felt safe and I felt encouraged to, um, you know, to, to go after it. That so, has to be one of the most exciting times like early in your career. Like when you get something like that, that's like a huge, a huge it was great. Time. And the job was like the dream job at the time. You know, I was overseeing PR and I was overseeing corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I used to say to, you know, my friends and family back at home that it's like the perfect mix of Hollywood and feel good. You know, one day entourage would be shooting at the, the coffee bean and tea leaf on sunset Boulevard. And I would be orchestrating, you know, all the logo placements and so on. And the next day I would be, you know, working, working to, you know, sell a particular coffee that was raising funds for our coffee plantation in Costa Rica. So it was just like such a fun way to dip my toe into, you know, my, you know, my career and kind of get to try on different areas of marketing and communications and to do it with such a great brand Mm. and to get to touch so many cool things living in a cool city. It was really fun. I love the the combination of like the very sexy with the feel good. It was great. Awesome. And I think that that probably set a, you know, a foundation for my career Mm. because I knew that it was important for me to work for brands that I really believed in what they were doing Mm. because as a marketer, you're getting into the minds of somebody's of a of an audience's sensibilities in their lives and what interests them and if mm. you want to effectively communicate with them you have to from my point of view you have to really relate and believe in what it is that you're what what it is that you're saying absolutely and so um so that was it was a great it was a great nearly 5 years at the coffee bean and tea leaf wow. but i mean they knew me as the 22 year old that sort of skipped into the building on day 1 and i it, it was time for me to go and and start in a you know establish myself in like the next phase of my career that's a great lesson by the way because i think a lot of times when people come in very early to an organization it's sometimes hard to overcome that the initial impression of who you are you know mm-hmm. a lot of times in like uh, likeable even at our agency when people come in they come in at an entry level, they grow, but they still, even it's like, they don't see themselves as anything other than what they were when they came in because they've been there for so long. And I mm-hmm. think that going somewhere else sometimes gives you a little level of credibility that you um, maybe didn't even feel about yourself when you're there. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think that, you know, five years is, is a long time. And I got to see a lot of cycles of growth and we were nearing the, the recession. I mean, I left in 2007 and so there oh, wow. were, you know, we were, we were, we were growing and then we were closing some stores and there, there was a lot that happened in that time. Yep. It was such a great learning experience. Yep. And I just worked with under great leaders that, you know, were willing to give me a chance at, you know, digging into projects and areas of the business. And, and it was really, really exciting. I love it. 
Um, so, but, but from there I, I moved on, I, I, uh, I got a job at, with Tesco's U S startup, uh, okay. Tesco's a, you know, big behemoth. I think they're right now the third largest retailer in the world, yes. but they were opening in the U S and yep. so I, it was such an exciting opportunity because what they were doing is they were, first of all, they were bringing, you know, fresh, wholesome food to underserved markets yes. across the Southwest, yes. which I thought was really important. There's your meaning piece. Yep. And it, it also, you know, I, I came from this like family owned organization and Tesco is, is, gi- is giant, giant. And so I was able to learn all of the structure and process mm-hmm. that you learn from a big, you know, organization like that, but in a startup environment where I, as a manager level was reporting into the CMO. And so it was, it was just an incredible learning experience. We opened a hundred stores in a year's time. It was, wow. And you get the experience of working for this global organization. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's a big change. And yeah. it's exciting. It was fantastic. Wow. And um, and you know, my 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 ambition was to get onto the brand side. I really <laughs> wanted to tell those brand stories and not necessarily from a PR standpoint, but how does all the how does the, the brand package come together through, you know, advertising? How does PR come into that? Mm-hmm. Eventually, how does social media play into mm-hmm. that? I wanted to be part of crafting that brief mm. and then working to build that story. Mm. And Tesco offered that that to me. You know, I, I was able to work on the first brand introduction campaign, and wow. it was it was tremendous experience. But at that time, my husband, who's from New York, uh, was shoulder tapped for a job here in New York, and it just seemed like an opportunity before having kids to have this like another adventure. Yes. Right? This seems yes. to be the theme in my life. So. We we decided to to jump on it. He accepted the job here in New York, and I, in the middle of the recession, found myself <gasps> flying back and forth across the country while looking for a job. Wow. Um, I stayed at Tesco throughout the throughout that time. But did they know that you were going to relocate eventually? They knew that I was going to relocate mm-hmm. eventually. And my my incredible boss Simon Ewens, I'll give you a shout out because you're so gifted um, and amazing. Um, was willing to put in a good recommendation for me it's at amazing. Whole Foods Market, which uh, is a competitor. I mean, two crazy, grocery brands, which, crazy. Was, which was awesome. So but that like, speaks to your ability at Tesco. I mean, how what a wonderful well, job you must have done and the relationships that you built. It was, um, well, yes. So the Whole Foods job was overseeing all of marketing for the Northeast region, Wow, which was really I mean, you know, Whole Foods is doing so many important things as it relates to championing food standards and sustainable agriculture. And so again, I felt like I was able to tell a story that I really believed in. And I was able to do that, you know, from a from a marketing structure side. Whole Foods brings their story to life really, you know, in a grassroots Yeah, at the way. store level. The even, store right. Level. They have the marketing people at each store. So there's a marketing team at yeah. every store. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're See, I know. I, know. Yeah. I, have a, I actually have a, um, a former client who went to one of the store jobs and oh. she loved it. It was I mean, like the field marketing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. She loved it. So I oversaw all of that. Yeah. Which was. It's all a, about the local, right? It's, it's, all, it's all about it's local. It's all about the local. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and so we had, from a social media standpoint, every store was managing their own social they channels. They all had their own the, handles. The community following yeah. was really following their local store. Yes. And then I was also the liaison to the marketing team in Austin who, mm. you know, were looking at more the the nationwide um, campaigns and rollouts. And so that, that was, I mean, that was an incredible three-year stint at Whole Foods. Exciting. Um, I knew that in order to grow at Whole Foods, I either needed to go to Austin, Austin. or to go into operations. Mm. And at that point, 
you know, I, I, I don't know that I, I was a hundred percent sure, uh, you know, about, about operations. I knew Austin wasn't on the table. Right. And so I, you know, I got a call about a job at, for working for Pret-a-Manger as their VP of brand and marketing. And it was an opportunity to go into, you know, stay in the food space, stay yep. with a brand that cares a lot Makes about the total standards sense. of their ingredients, yes. but bring that message to the U.S. Uh, consumer. And so, um, that was incredible. I got, uh, spent two years working, working at Pret and, um, and then moved on into the fitness world, which I think, you know, a lot of people are like scratching their heads, like from food to fitness. I don't, I don't understand that, but you know, consumers think people think about food and fitness Together. in the same sphere of their life. Yeah. And I think when it comes to, you know, living a healthy lifestyle and making good choices, they, there really is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, of complementary, you know, sensibility in fitness and in food. I, to me, I see a tremendous theme around wellness. You know, you talk about the stuff with meaning and looking at all of these things are to make yourself well. I, mm-hmm. I see a whole, a whole theme there, of course, with Tesco too, and what they were doing in the Southeast. You can, definitely see that theme. So it makes total sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I well, love it. See, I see it. Yes, yeah. And you know, and, and, and Blink actually the opportunity reminded me a lot of what I was able to do at Tesco, where you have this really large parent company yes, and the course. sensibility and standards of a large parent company, of course. but you get to work on the startup and really crafting the brand from the beginning. That's how Blink seems to me. You know, it does, it does seem very much like a startup under the huge brand. And it's, it's, decidedly different from the parent company. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, of course. So tell me a little bit about the learning curve, even though it is in the same wellness space. And I definitely Mm -hmm. made the good case for that, as did you, I think for sure. There must have been a learning curve going into fitness. Tell me a little bit about that. I think the biggest transition as a marketer was going from an industry that is so seasonal. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at your marketing plan in the food business and it's driven by key holidays. It's it's driven by seasonal ingredients and everything about and, and, and you repeat it year after year. And of course, you know, trends in food create new news and, you know, new ways of thinking about different seasons and holidays. Yeah. But you have that reliable foundation in fitness. You, you know, you have times of the year where pe- more people are are opting into a gym membership. But the reality is, is you're you're selling the same product all the time, 365 yep. days a year. And so, from a from a marketing and communication standpoint, you have to think about how do you keep your story fresh? How do you keep cutting through and introducing what it is that you're doing in a way that continues to resonate with people, but still feel fresh. Mm. So talk to me a little bit about how you use social media to do that. Well, I mean, social media is such a, is such a dynamic platform for Blink because it is a, you know, it's, it's a microcosm of our member community. And so it isn't just about, you know, advertising or promoting our offers or our brand messages. And it's not just about, you know, disseminating information. It's really a gathering place where people who are, you know, either intri- curious about Blink or are, you know, avid members of Blink are coming together to share their content and to share their journey and their story. And I think, you know, at our positioning is unique in that we celebrate the benefits of fitness beyond the physical. Mm. We, you know, our, our, our tagline is everybody happy. And, um, we believe exercises is, is, isn't just about looking good. It's about how it makes you feel. And I think that encouraging that spirit with our member community, you know, you, you go on and you see what people are posting and it's, it's confidence and happiness and 
attitude and sass, and it might come in all shapes and sizes, in all ages, walks of life, ethnicities. And I think that's what's so cool. Like in, in a world where Fitzbo is, yes. you know, really creating a lot of barriers and, and intimidation around <laughs> fitness and yeah. around the images that people are, are thinking are representative of fitness. I think we are creating a place where people can redefine that with us. That's a very bold position to take in a world of Fitzbo, which is what we see on social media yeah. all the time, which are these, you know, incredibly um, perfect looking humans um, that are that are really going out there. Is it in the content you create, right? So there's there's community you create. And I hear that about um, all of the people coming together to talk about and share their experiences. Um, is the content you create, is it important for that to be aspirational or do you also create content that one would call like a little more relatable? It sounds like like what you're talking about is like the real and the everybody, right? Yeah. So when you're creating content, are you, are you focused more aspirational or do you attempt to do some things that are a little bit more relatable? I know the community themselves are very sure, relatable. Sure. I think that, um, I think we just redefine what aspiration means. Mm. I think to a certain audience, aspiration might be, I want to look like that. But I think we are creating aspiration. I want to feel like that. Ugh. I want to own my shape and I want to feel like that in my skin. And I, I think it. that is the aspiration that we're creating with it. our content. I love it. Me okay. too. I love it. Okay. okay, no wonder why you wanted to go there. Okay. Um, so tell me about when you're measuring your social media mm -hmm. success. Are you looking at engagement and, and the community that's coming together? Are you looking at new member driving new memberships? Like, are, what are you looking at and measuring to say, Hey, we're doing a really good job here. Well, I think that our, I think advertorially social media is a, is a good platform for us. And we, we convert memberships. We drive traffic to our website through social advertising. Now that said, our, our social ad creative, I think is a pretty, you know, a pretty good window into what our member community looks mm. like. So, um, on, on the ad front, I would say that, that we do look at conversion, mm -hmm. but we creatively try to tap into what the community is at its core from a member engagement standpoint. I think it is, you know, it's about, it's about, you know, how are they getting involved in our hashtags? How are they getting involved in, you know, the programs that we're putting together yes. to engage them on our platform? And I can give you a couple examples. Of you course. Know, last June, we, we ran a promotion called Monday Without Mirrors. And it was to really sort of like put a stake in the ground that working out is, you know, I think we said, you know, work out for the mood, not just the mirror. Okay. And we covered half of the mirrors oh. in all of our gyms. And we asked our members to make, take a stand with us and to sign the covering and to take a photograph of themselves and to post it on Facebook or on, on, on social. And the adoption was really, was really great. And I think that, you know, that then becomes like this great word of mouth where our members are sharing, sharing in, a, like sharing in our belief. Yep. And then they're posting it out to their personal audiences. What you also did there that's so great is you made use of the assets that you have, which is the gyms themselves. Like by doing that, you're giving them, you're making it easier for them to share this type of content because you tapped into the innovation of the covering the mirrors is is really like fodder for kind of virality in terms of getting yeah. those people to share out. That's a really, really great one. And I mean, we just, we just finished another, another social sort of driven initiative, yeah. which is a casting call for our 2017 ad campaign. Amazing. And we hosted out to all of our members early in, I think January or in a, in September to uh, share 
a, a photograph of themselves, a casting call submission on social with um, content, with caption as to why they thought they would be great in our campaign. Okay. And because our members share our same belief system, most of these submissions were about how great working out at Blink makes them feel, awesome. how they feel like they're a part of something, yeah. how they feel more confident in their skin. There were very few submissions that were about, you know, washboard abs or yes. bulging biceps. Yes. It's, yes. It's like, along with our member community, we are shifting this dialogue. Mm. And so we had a huge response. We ended up calling the total down to 50 and we invited them to a, a casting event were two celebrity members of ours, uh, Dasha Polanco from Orange is the New Black. Love Dasha Polanco. Steve Weatherford, former um, NFL giant. Oh, awesome. Were our judges oh of these goodness. 50 members, kind of American Idol style. It's perfect. Um, selecting the stars of our 2017 advertising. And, and what was so fun is, you know, we went into it with a certain amount of trepidation. Yep. You know, we're, these are, these are actual members. Like, yep. can you coach them? Yep. Like in a photo shoot, will they stiffen up? And they were incredible. It just had so much life. It all started on social. I love it. I love the concept of kind of social first campaigns and things that are really driven socially and then can be extended into your more traditional advertising methods. That's awesome. What networks work best for Blink, do you think? I mean, you know, I think that I did, different platforms serve different needs. I think yep. Facebook is becoming a social or a, a customer service tool. Yes. That's really important. Yes. You know, our members have have questions and needs and processing issues and yep. they have to, they have to go somewhere and they come to us on Facebook. Yep. And so I would say that that's a really, you know, that that's, that's a really a important yeah. channel for us in that, in that way. Instagram is growing rapidly. We see most engagement on Instagram Wow. and, um, and then Snapchat is something that we've we're sort of dipping our toe into, you know, we, we see, I mean, it kind of goes back into what we're saying about, about Fitzbo and we, you know, we're seeing so many people pulling out their phones when they're at the gym. Yes. Why not, you know, why not have a little fun with it? So we've been running filters every month in our gyms awesome. and, you know, with, with things that say like, I work out for myself, not just my selfie. And the adoption has been huge. We had, I think it was like a million views in the first yes. month. And we're a regional brand. And so you target them by location. So you put them by location. Yep. Oh my goodness. And how many locations do you have now? We will be opening our 50th club in a few weeks. No. This is so exciting. It is exciting. Okay, Ellen, tell me about your own social media usage. So you have been a marketer for quite some time now. We've seen lots of things change. And we know now that social media is a key component of marketing. But is it a key component of Ellen? Do you use it frequently? You can be honest. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I grapple with how to think about social media yep. as an, as an individual and as a professional. I, I've decided that social media for me is mm -hmm. not a place for me to propel my point of view as a professional. Yep. It is a place for me to behave as though I am a, you know, a person, normal person. Yep. And see what comes of it. Yep. Now I do have a secret weapon. <gasps> my 22 year old sister, oh, I have very convenient big. age yes. gap between yes, me and my younger sister really keeps me on top of okay, good. what I need to be, what I need to be on. And she's the only person. I mean, I remember when she told me to get on Snapchat, I, it was like, <laughs> you just snap her. search for your friends. And it's like, That's I don't have any friends there. on Snapchat. You're the only one. But you will. But I will. Well, you no, will. I, I do now. now. More. I do now. I mean, yeah. Now that everyone's on Snapchat. More. But I, you know, I was, I was on Snapchat four or five years ago. That's it because she knew. So that's good. Say, that is a good secret weapon to have. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I use Instagram. It looks like, it looks like a bunch of 
photographs of my children. Yeah. And I, you know, will do Snapchat either because my children want to do the faces. Of course. Or I'm communicating with my sister. And then I'm just a voyeur, really. Yeah. I, I, you know, I read a lot, but yeah. look, look at look at what's happening yeah. with all of this news about fake news. Maybe I know. Got to read something else. No, you just check the link. That's yeah. the thing. It's like if I don't recognize the link, then I just don't. Yeah, I don't read good. it. That's my whole my link checking. It like keeps me kind of grounded. But it is scary when you think about the fake news stuff and how things can just be propelled out there. What I find amazing, what you said about your kids and and Snapchat, is that young kids are now able to really operate these things. It's all right? Isn't it crazy? And when you say young kids, I babies. mean like babies, babies, like the eighteen little, month old. I know. Can like look at photographs. I know. It's shocking. I know. This morning, uh, my 18-month-old called my mother-in-law in California at 5.30 in the morning, oh, which is 2.30 in the oh morning. <laughs> Press the FaceTime. Oh, my gosh. I bet she was terrified. She was like, what And it was just Seth, his face. Well, whenever my daughter sees the telephone, whenever I have yes. my phone, yes. my phone in my hand, she she all of a sudden starts going, cheese. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right. So tell me if people hear the podcast, they want to connect with Blink, where's the best place to go? And if they want to connect with you, where should they go? Well, if they want to connect with Blink, they should go to blinkfitness.com. Okay. Um, or follow, you know, any check in channels. any of us. We're, we're on social. We're, we're welcoming you to come follow us on social and we'll do our best to I'm keep gonna you I'm going to go engaged. into a gym and look for one of those filters. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah. You better yeah. try it. I have and, to. Um, I, I'd say to connect with me, you can, you know, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's or, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. All right, Alan. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're one fabulous social lady. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.